What's up, Light Tribe? Welcome back to my podcast. And let me just take a second and welcome myself back. <laughs> welcome self. Oh my God, it has been a crazy year. Like, where have I been? Where are my dreads? Where am I right now? <laughs> so much has changed. So the my goal for this podcast is to take you through the last year of my life, which has been absolutely emotional, uh, life-changing, uh, we moved across the country again and uh, changed jobs a bunch of times, did some mushrooms, and I want to share it all with you because as crazy as confusing and emotional as it was for me, there was a lot of lessons and a lot of awesome unpacking uh, that happened. And now I'm, I'm in the place where I can talk about it and I'm excited to sort of take you on this journey with me. So beside me, I have these notes because it has been quite a year. So I'm just going to, if I look over there, that's why. Um, but before I get into the story of everything, I want to share something with you that my sister sent me a little while ago. And the reason I want to share it with you is because I'm sure I'm not the only one who has had a crazy transformational, uh, just, just, just year. Okay. Of breaking down, building up, breaking through all of this stuff. So she sent me this conversation, um, Somebody made a post on Instagram between God and me or you or however you want to look at it. And God, meaning universe, source, energy, God, however you want to look at it, the higher powers that be. This is the conversation. And I want to share it because it's a good setup for the story <laughs> and you'll see why. So let's just, let's just get into it. Okay. So it starts with God. He says, hello, my love, me, I'm falling apart. Can you put me back together? God, I would rather not me. God, because you are not a puzzle. Me. What about all of the pieces of my life that are falling down onto the ground? God, let them stay there for a while. They fell off for a reason. Take some time and decide if you need any of those pieces back. Me. You don't understand. I'm breaking down. God, no, you don't understand. You are breaking through. What you are feeling is just growing pains. You are shedding the things and the people in your life that are holding you back. You are not falling apart. You are falling into place. Relax. Take some deep breaths and allow those things you don't need anymore to fall off of you. Quit holding on to the pieces that don't fit you anymore. Let them fall off. Let them go. Me. Once I start doing that, what will be left of me? God, only the very best pieces of you. Me, I'm scared of changing. God, I keep telling you, you are not changing. You are becoming. Me, becoming who? Becoming who I created you to be. A person of light and love and charity and hope and courage and joy and mercy and grace and compassion. I made you for more than the shallow pieces you have decided adorn yourself with that you cling to with such greed and fear let those things fall off of you i love you don't change become 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 who i made you to be i'm going to keep telling you this until you remember it me well there goes another piece god yep let it be me so i'm not broken god no but you are breaking like the dawn. It's a new day. Become, become. Okay, that's it. And 
I'm actually going to title this podcast Becoming because that in the little story was exactly what happened to me over this last year. It has been a crazy uh, year of things falling off, falling away, me feeling like I was breaking down, totally losing control, absolutely confused and emotional and just not knowing which end was up, not knowing anything and being like stuck and confused and people pleasing. And I just, all right, so here we go. Buckle up, buttercup. (laughs) You're in for a crazy ass story, but there's some good lessons. So just get ready. All right. So we were living in Colorado. I think the last time I was on a podcast, we were living in Colorado. So we were living there, COVID hit, doing all our stuff. And then we decided to move to Cape Cod to live uh, at my dad's. And now my dad has a house with some cottages in the back. My sister was in one. And then we decided it'd be a good idea for us to move and live in the other one. Ian was working fully remote. I was working remote and it kind of was a chance for us to have some family time and live for free for a little while. And Cape Cod's kind of awesome in the summertime. So it's a good time to move. Um, So we moved and it was kind of fun. We rented a Suburban, packed up all of our stuff and took the dogs and just, just headed east and we made it. And it was a fun trip and everything. So we got here. And everything kind of little by little started to fall apart. Everything I had created, uh, Conscious Champion, came to an end. And my, all my coaching you know, clients kind of fell away. And my podcast stopped. Instra- Instagram kind of stopped. Everything got really confusing. And it just felt like I was spinning out of control. Didn't know which end was up. I was, you know, not myself at all. And it felt like I was losing everything that I had worked the previous year to create. Uh, And it didn't feel good at all. Um, And so that's why I say that story is so perfect because I felt broken and just defeated and just, oh, just not myself. And like, why did we move? Why did all this happen? Like, why did I listen and come this way? And now on the other side of it, I can see why. But during it, it was um, pretty tough. And so let's, I guess, talk about the first thing that is noticeable about me. Uh, My dreads, they're gone. And I miss them in so many ways. Uh, But in so many ways, um, I don't. And I had this epiphany. And my dreads were getting really um, heavy and like itchy and it was hot and humid here. And I was just like, why are these things on my head? Like I was sleeping at night. I wasn't getting a good night's sleep. I felt like I was sleeping on just ropes and um, they were becoming really uncomfortable. And so I had a a conversation with myself and I was like, self, why um, are you keeping these dreads on your head? And what I answered wasn't good. I my answer was because I thought they made me look spiritual. And, you know, I really just didn't like that answer because the spirit doesn't look a certain way at all. You can't look spiritual. And in fact, even just that statement is just a very egoic. It was all wrapped up in ego and me looking a certain way and having a certain vibe about me. And when I heard myself say that, and I don't know up until that point, the two years that I had them, I don't know up until that point that I was ready to hear that and ready to like go forward with that. 
But I heard myself say that. And when I heard the egoness of, oh, because I won't look spiritual anymore if I cut them. I heard that and then everything started to get really uncomfortable. They got even more itchy. They got even more just heavy and and touching my neck all the time and like sleeping was, and so, um, you know, all of the downsides started to get really loud and all of the upsides started to slowly fade away and out of my life. And then I just woke up one morning and I couldn't take it anymore. And I'm like, I'm cutting my hair, but I didn't just cut it. I shaved it. I bicked it. It was short. It was like, oh, a zero. I mean, your girl was just shaved. Okay. And so at first it was fun, fun honeymoon phase. I had my dreads gone. My neck felt amazing. Like there was no more weight on it anymore. I could do yoga like a normal person. Um, but I'm not going to lie. There was a year of me growing out my hair and I looked like a microphone for a little while. And then I looked like a koala bear and, uh, you know, I, then the femininity stuff started happening. I started to get weird looks and weird comments from people. And that whole thing was just a journey in itself and figuring out like how to do my hair. And it was just like spiky everywhere or like flat. And I looked like Paul McCartney for a little while. Um, so there was so much wrapped up in me just shaving my head. And I kind of recommend it, um, for any, I mean, if you're kind of looking for a transformation or looking to start fresh, I would recommend shaving your head. And I definitely could have brushed out my dreads, but there was something about me wanting to start fresh and shave all of that hair off. Like I shaved off bodybuilding. I shaved off all of the past stuff that I had done. And not that I have anything bad to say about my bodybuilding journey, but I was just ready for a new one. You know, there was a lot of ego and self and all that kind of stuff wrapped up in there. And, um, yeah, I was just ready for a clean slate. And I was like, well, I might never get the opportunity to try out a shaved head again. So let's just go for it. So me and my sister like went to the barbershop and I was like, buzz it. I have footage of it. I'll post it one day. And he buzzed it. Yeah. And I was free. I was free of the dreads, which I still kind of miss when I see pictures, but that's my ego. Um, Cause I don't miss them in real life. Uh, but yeah. So that was a big thing. And just now I like, I think in June, I finally got a good haircut. So like, uh, three months ago and she, you know, she shaped it on one side and did this and did that. And I was like, Oh my God, I feel like myself again. And even more so myself, because when you go through having a journey of a shaved head, like you question, like, you know, question, you just, you find the femininity without needing to have your hair done. And it's just a crazy journey. And it desensitized me to anything to do with my hair. So like this little piece over here, I tried to shave a couple of weeks ago and I like nicked my head and there was a big hole. <laughs> and like at any other time in my life, that would have been something that just messed me up for a little while. And I'm sure any girl can like relate to that. But after you have a shaved head, you aren't scared of shit. You don't care what really happens to your hair because you're like, you know what? If I can be bald, I can be anything, okay? And it was actually really good and super empowering. And I am really glad that I did it, especially now that I'm on the other side with a haircut that I like. I, 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 I think it was a good move. Okay, so that, that's just, just gonna set the stage for the rest of the journey. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So everything kind of fell away, even Instagram, podcast, conscious champion, all that stuff. 
And then I got the opportunity to get into real estate. So here on Cape Cod, my stepmom and dad own a real estate brokerage called Seaport Village Realty. And it's awesome. Um, and they're amazing. They're superstars. Like my dad, he does all their property management and he can fix anything in the world. And Judy is like this real estate broker, just badass, who is a great boss and a great business owner. And she's so powerful in so many ways. And I looked up to that especially at a time where everything in my life was crumbling and I had nothing, nothing that I worked for was there. I was making no money. I had nobody, nothing. Um, and so me and Ian started to get into real estate and Ian at the time was working for uh, Druva, which he was cold calling and he was doing it. He was working, he was on this track and ready to go for the next promotion. And he just put in his time. Um, but because of COVID, they like halted everybody's promotions. So he was like, man, I just don't know if I could cold call for another year. And so we started our journey in real estate and it was fun to study and get ready for stuff and like accomplish something. And we both got our license. Um, and that was great. And I thought that I would really like real estate. And I tried to say, okay, how can I bring me into real estate? And I was like, it's so crazy. Now that I look back on it, I was like screaming and crying the whole time, like inside, just figuring out how to fit me into real estate. Not that real estate was me, but how could I bring me into real estate? And I felt like I was gonna lose myself and put on business casual clothes and just not be myself. So, okay, we get licensed and we start doing real estate. And there were things that I really liked about it. I loved learning about people. I, in fact, I met some great people along the way and just some little beautiful presents that I got, like not um, in material form, just like with people, just connections. And I was working with my, my stepmom and dad and like being in the office with them was so great. And, uh, you know, having my dad walk in the office like multiple times a day was like super dope. It, and uh, my stepmom sitting right behind me, like training us and coaching us. And there was so much beauty in that. And I loved it. Um, but then I started to actually do the job of real estate. And, and really I was watching Ian do it because he was a little bit further along the path than I was. He had some clients that he was working with and, you know, they were calling him at like eight o'clock at night. Let's put in this offer, this offer. Um, you know, people were kind of lying, uh, like some of the, you know, people that not, not the agents or anything, but some of the clients. And, uh, you know, we were talking about septic tanks and home inspections and mortgages. And those things are great, but they're not me. And the more that I started to like get into real estate, I felt myself like screaming from the inside, just like, no, like, what are you doing? What do you, I was in the office. What in that my insides were like, what are you doing? Um, so after a little bit of time, we quit and it totally broke some hearts and upset some people. My timing was like really terrible. I kind of did it right before my sister's wedding. Cause I, as soon as I was certain on my decision, I had to get it off my chest. I couldn't go any further. I didn't want to start working with clients and you know, with real estate, it just, it pulls you in and then you're working with people and then in and in, then more people. And then you're just down this rabbit hole. And before I got any further and before I, you know, started making actual money with it, I had to just say my piece. And so I did. And it caused like a thing. And I, if you guys know me, I'm not like a big confrontational person. I don't like to cause fights or ruffle feathers. I'm pretty like easygoing and just don't want to, I don't want dis to disappoint anybody. 
Um, but I did, but I did. And so in that was uh, a couple of huge lessons. Like, I mean, like huge lessons. So I learned what a no was for me, like a no, um, from the inside out. Um, I learned what speaking up, like what people pleasing, how in trouble you can actually get yourself by being a people pleaser. My parents had done a lot for us. We were living on their property. They helped us get into this house. They, they helped us with clothes to do. And, um, so I kind of like, couldn't say no. And I yesed myself into like a terrible position where I really broke some hearts and hurt people. And that was the hardest thing for me to even realize that I couldn't say no. And then when I did, it was really bad. So what it helped me figure out was like, what does a yes and a no feel like to my intuition from the inside out? And maybe to say no right away when it's not feeling like something that's me and, and when the intentions and everything get a little bit mixed up with people pleasing and all of that. So like, no, I learned no. <laughs> and I don't have anything bad to say about real estate, but I have to be honest, like it gave me clarity. It gave me clarity because what I you know, we were talking about home inspections and termites and septic tanks. And, you know, while all of that stuff is really great knowledge, that is not what I want to spend my days doing and talking about. No matter how much money I could make, no matter what family business was going to, was, I was going to take over that that was also an option. So like I had my future set. Uh, yeah. And then I was just like, no, this is not no, no, no. I wanted to scream from the rooftops. Like these are not the conversations I want to have. I want to be talking about energy in the universe and law of attraction and chakras and yoga and, and spirit. And I needed, I needed to go through real estate for that feeling to be so clear because I wasn't clear on it. I was like, no, I just wasn't clear. Um, that that was the direction that I wanted to go, but now I am. And now it's, it's now I'm clear that it is the only thing that lights me up is talking about like bodybuilding did at one time. All I wanted to talk about was protein and fat and carbs and posing and hormones and muscle fibers. And like, there was a time where that was like so important to me. Uh, and now it's, it's, it's anything to do with the universe, spirit, universe, you, me, the light, Hinduism, Buddha, Jesus, whatever whatever, anything in that realm is what I want to talk about. So it gave me clarity and it taught me what a no, how good and bad no and yes are. Yes. So, so the, yeah, there's that, there's the lessons learned over, uh, over the real estate situation. And it took me kind of a year because, you know, you get licensed, you start doing stuff. And so months go by a year, you know, it's like a, almost like an eight month thing that happened. Um, so, yeah. All right. And so where are we at? Okay. Through all of that time, when I lost all of my online stuff, conscious champion podcast, all of that stuff started to fall away. There was a couple things that I kept close to me, my coaches, people in my life who out of the grace of their freaking heart worked with me. And this is just how the universe works. Right? So I, I start working with Shelby. Oh, God, I don't know if I'm going to cry talking about her, but she is my teacher, my mentor, my guru. And she's showing me that she's also my reflection. 
she's teaching me how to work with my energy and my chakras. And we've been meditating and doing energy work and she's teaching me and it's working and I feel myself developing. And in a way, all of this stuff sort of happened as I was working with her and we were going through and clearing this and clearing that, like when we, when we were working on the solar plexus, which is your, your, um, you know, your chakra of willpower and ego and identity. I shaved my head. Why? I don't know, but there's something to this energy. <laughs> so I've been working with Shelby and she has been teaching me how to work with my energy and help people with their energy and how to ground and how to center, how to clear, uh, and all of this stuff that is so important, so important. And I cannot wait to teach people what I have been taught because it has been life-changing. So I've been working with Shelby and I'm still working with her. I, I was working with her before I left for, uh, before when I was living in Colorado, I was still working with her and I am still to this day. I'm meeting with her tomorrow. <sighs> Guys, so she has just been so pivotal in my development and everything. And, you know, I, I, wasn't in a place to share it because I was sponging it up and I was soaking it in and becoming, I was becoming. Um, so yeah, so there's that. And she also, you know, has taught me how to trust fall into the universe. And I have a little story coming up about trust falling in a few minutes. Um, but trust fall was something huge that she has taught me. Uh, yeah. And I even started working with my aunt about with some energy stuff and clearing and meditation and my mom and sometimes in my yoga class, which I, I'm teaching yoga now, I even ground people. And um, it's been a really beautiful journey with Shelby. And sometimes by the grace of God or grace of universe, people show up in your life. And she's one of those people. And she's going to be on my spirituality course, which I'm building. I'll get to that. But she's going to be maybe a guest uh, speaker on this podcast. And she's had her own. And uh, she's going to be a guest on my course. So very exciting. Okay. Somebody else that I've been working with is Manoj from India. And he's 31, my age. He got his master's in English literature. And he's also a teacher over there in India. And this is the grace of um, social media and everything. So he's been following me for a little while. And he saw me starting to post some Indian mantras. And I think it was Tatwam Asi, which is the one that made him message me. And he said, I've been following you. And we had no common ground with fitness. I just, you know, like to follow it. Um, but now that you're speaking about Sanskrit mantras, now I think maybe we have something to connect on. And so we connected over a year ago. So as all of this stuff was going on, I was talking with these two people and he has taught me so much about India. And, you know, after yoga teacher training, I'm like, I'm going to India. This is totally happening. I need to go. I need to feel the land and see the, and see the river and see everything. Um, and he, I have gotten a better taste of India than I would have ever gotten going without knowing him. And he's taught me about the culture and the perspective over there. And, uh, and a little bit about spirituality. And so he is also somebody that's going to be a guest on here and a guest on my spirituality course, because he's, you know, these two people are super special to me. They're my teachers. And, you know, they came into my life at a time where everything around me was breaking down. But these two things, going through real estate. I still met with these people weekly and nobody understood why, you know, they were like, what are you doing meeting with these people? They're sucking the life out of you. No, they're filling me up. They fill up my cup and they're the only thing that light me up. It's the only thing. 
So I kept it and I still talk to them weekly and stay tuned because you will be too. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay, here we are working with these people, going through this, going through that. Now I want to tell you guys a little bit about, uh, you know, you know that I'm a little bit of a psychedelic psychonaut and like to journey and do things like that with, you know, mushrooms are my favorite, um, but I do experiment with LSD and other things. So um, I have a couple stories about these little trips and I want to share them with you because I think that they might help you if you're thinking about going on a trip of your own or, you know, have some questions. So, okay. First two things I learned was set and setting. And now I know this, I know this from experimenting before, but I was in a different mindset and I was trying to use these medicines to fix me, fix everything that is falling down around me, make it feel okay. I need to go in and figure this out and get what I'm looking for. Well, that first of all, that intention is shit. You don't, don't go into a psychedelic trip for it to really fix you. Yeah. So I went in with totally just like the wrong intention and the universe just wouldn't let me have my mushroom trip or my LSD trip. So the first one, I took a half a tab of acid and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out in the backyard. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to go look at nature. I'm just going to do all these things. And then, so I go to sit on the front porch and like people watch and my freaking stepmom is sitting there. And I'm kind of like tripping at this point. Not, I only took a little bit, so it wasn't like crazy, but you know, then my dad comes out. And then, so we're talking, talking, we, I talk with them and I'm tripping and they're just sitting there normal for freaking four hours, five hours. And then by the end of that, it's like pretty much the peak is done and it's time to go away. So my little, my little LSD trip, uh, kind of got, you know, there, there were, uh, say it just got a little bit ruined, but it, it should have, because my intentions were not good to begin with second time I tried to trip um, was with mushrooms. And I just took a little bit, like two grams or something. And my parents were out of town. <laughs> so, and I was watching the house. I was supposed to water the flowers and like feed the dog and like take care of everything. And so I take the mushrooms and I'm watering the plants and it's actually starting out really beautiful. And then Ian is out flying his drone. He gets his drone stuck in the tree out front. And this tree is like 60 feet high. It's like a very, very old tree. So he gets his drone, his drone stuck in the tree. And who has to hold the ladder? Your girl tripping. Okay. Holding the ladder. My husband is 60 feet up in the air. And I'm just like, I don't even like, I don't even know what to do right now. If he falls, like, I really, I'm kind of like a little bit. All right. So so the universe wasn't going to let me have that one either. And then they, then my sister and her fiance come home and, you know, every I'm caught, I'm caught. My eyes are dilated and I'm just, you guys, I don't know. <laughs> and then later that night, we decide that tonight was the night we were going to film the scary movie that we had been talking about for months. And, you know, at this, by the end of the night, I don't really feel that good. I kind of just want to lay down and just, you know, have this headache by myself and not try to act in a scary movie. Well, we go on with the scary movie anyway, and it turned out really good. I wasn't really a big part in it, which is fine, but that was another, see my, my, I took it because I wanted to be fixed. I wanted to feel better about everything crumbling around me. I wanted to get acquainted with where I was in Cape Cod. And I just wanted to feel better. Uh, but you know, that's not, that wasn't the time. 
And now looking back, I can totally see why. Okay. The third time, third time is a charm, everybody. Okay. <laughs> now the third time I planned this for a week, I cleansed for three days. So I just ate like raw fruits and veggies and started to clean out my system. And then I fasted for three days, a three day fast. I just had water, um, and like herbal tea. Cause I fasted from caffeine. I fasted from marijuana and I fasted from food. So I totally just cleared out my system. And then on the third night, just so happened to be a full moon. Thank you very much. I took the mushrooms 2.22 grams, not that much, but when you haven't eaten for three days, they work. <laughs> and it was an absolutely beautiful, beautiful experience. I locked myself in this little coop, this little cottage that we have in the back. And I started my trip with yoga and meditation. And then I put on my headphones and I recommend that for everybody. And um, I started to meditate and I played the, it, you know, if you, if you've heard about ayahuasca, it's called the Icaros, which is basically the the songs that the shamans sing to the plants and they work through your body. So I had, for some reason, I found that and I was listening to it and it was the most beautiful trip in Spanish. And I have no idea what any of the words were, but I don't care because it was moving my energy and I could feel it working and it was just gorgeous. And so first one I want to tell you about that is see the set and setting. I prepared, I fasted, not that you have to fast, but I do because it's a sacred situation. Um, and then uh, yeah, I went in and it was planned. Okay. Set and setting. And it was beautiful and it didn't have to take a lot. Um, and now what I learned from that was my spirit space. I was in a little spirit space, much, much smaller than this, but I fell in absolute love with it. I missed my space from Colorado. In fact, I was like really having a hard time being on Cape Cod and being out of my little Colorado room where I did all my recording and built all my stuff. Um, but I fell in love with my little space because that was my space to believe I could shut out the world of financial talk and real estate and struggle and worry. And I could close my little tapestry door and sit there with my coaches and in my meditation and on my computer and be where I want to be in the universe and looking at what I want to look at. And it was this little place where I got to believe and, you know, I saw that in the exterior view. And I also saw that on the interior view because I was meditating and that was also my place to believe. So fuck whatever else is going on in the world, close your eyes. And that is still your place. That is still your truth. And I was there. And I also was, and I was, you know, meditating with Shelby at the time and doing all of my spirit work and all that stuff. And at one moment I had like this vision of myself and I was walking around inside myself and it was, I could see my chakras almost as those like pictures that you find online. Like you can see all, they're like lit up glowing neon and everything else around it is dark. Well, everything around me was dark, but I could look up and see my chakras. And I was like, wow, like great. You have done so much work in here. I am so proud of you. And it was almost like when you're getting ready for a show and you're like doing all this work on your body and you're like, you know what? I look really good right now. And I'm so proud of the work and the sacrifice and everything that I put into this. And I had that moment, that feeling with myself, which was so beneficial. Um, and this is the part that really just stuck with me. Uh, so the whole trip I meditated, which I think that's one of the few ways to do mushrooms is to close your eyes and meditate and be alone. You don't really want anybody messing with your energy and with your vibe and what you're trying to create. 
And so for four hours, I meditated and I would switch from my cushion. I would stand up, eat some watermelon, sit back down. And then, um, so this time I was laying down and, you know, my grandfather came into my vision and, um, he was there with my grandma and I just told him, thank you for loving me. Cause I had been wondering like, why am I closer with my grandma and my sister's really close with my grandpa, but I didn't even care. I, I just said, thank you for loving me. And in that moment, everything like freeze framed and like pulled away. And then I started to bring to mind everybody that like has ever loved me or given me energy or the time of day. And I started to bring them into this like little pink cloud in my head. And I would just, I, I was like crying, like literally crying tears of love for all of the people in my life who have ever loved me, helped me, supported me. And even like my phone, Instagram came up and YouTube and, and the comments. And it was like, I was sending love to all of those people who have sent me love. And I just felt so loved and so grateful and to cry tears of love for the people in your life was exactly what I needed. And it was so beautiful. And so I just want to share that with you because, um, you know, I think that there's a way to do and not to do psychedelics. And, you know, that's a, that's kind of what I, what I got from it. And it gave me a lot of peace with my spirit space and with myself and all the people in my life and how much I really do love and appreciate everybody, even when my world around me is crumbling. Yes. And so if you can do that too, that might be a really cool meditation for everybody listening to try is, um, bring people into your awareness that you love and that love you and literally send them like love and gratitude for supporting you and loving you and giving you the time of day and giving you their energy, send it back to them. It's just such a beautiful practice. So do that at home. <laughs> okay. So where else, where are we? Where are we? All right. Okay. Also, where am I? I'm in this house. We have a house. We have a big house. <laughs> and that's kind of the perks of being like in, in the real estate business and like, and ended up being my, my stepmom's cousin who we bought it from. And it's perfect. Like we have a beautiful backyard with forest. Like I don't just get a couple of trees and we have a whole, let me just tell you, we have been living. So since we moved from Florida for the past, like three years, we have been living in 400 square feet. In Colorado, we were living in a redone garage. So it was literally a garage, still had the garage door on it, but inside was done like a cottage. So it had like a little kitchen and like a place for your couch and like a little, a little teeny tiny bathroom with like the shower. <laughs> and then we moved to Cape Cod in pretty much the same setup, a little bit nicer, um, New England style cottage, but still probably 400, maybe 350 square feet, kind of, kind of tight. And um, with me and Ian and two dogs, and then all of a sudden we are blessed with this house. Um, and it's amazing. Talk about manifestation. I, this is my spirit space now. There's like enough room for me to do yoga in here and meditate and do podcast. Like I could even have a yoga class in here, probably like three or four people lined up. And um, back in the backyard, there's like beautiful trees and like forest. Like it's like literally like woods and uh everything down to like hot water heat and enough room for us and the dogs. And there was a basement. And now we have like dumbbells in the basement and we're starting to work out again. And, you know, you don't need much. We have a little spin mic and, and a couple sets of dumbbells and 
like some rubber floor and me and Ian have been killing it. I'm not going to lie you guys, but you know, a couple of days a week, we're back at it and it feels amazing. Now with the house, when we first got it, we were both still doing real estate. And so this is where the lesson comes in about Shelby teaching me how to trust fall, trust the universe, fall into whatever's happening, whatever's going on, because it's for you, right? If we try to control it and try to manage everything, then that's when things get sticky. When we try to do the work that the universe is doing for us. Um, so at the time we were both doing real estate and we were in a state of building up everything. So, you know, real estate kind of takes a little while to get going and things were definitely working. Um, but you know, your income is a little bit unknown and, uh, we just went for it. And now we have this house and this mortgage and we have real estate and we're both just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, and then Ian's job, his old job sent him a message on LinkedIn out of the blue totally weird out of the blue. And they were like, Hey, Ian, we need some sales engineers. Any chance you want to, you know, reapply and be a sales engineer for us. And so we did, he went through like seven interviews and we, we quizzed and we practiced and we did all these things and he ended up getting the job. And we went from not really knowing how we were going to pay for this house to being totally okay and being totally okay and like back on our feet. And I, I, I really believe it was because we were able to trust fall into this and had Shelby not told me about, and you know, she's, she's psychic. So she's like, Hey, whatever's about to happen, just trust fall into the universe. And we did, and we didn't try to control it. We didn't get freaked out. It was our mantra in the house, just trust fall. Um, and we did, and everything worked out. And it was such a beautiful lesson about trust falling. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So we got the house. Oh my God. And it's so cool. It's like, since we bought it from my stepmom's cousin, I got to work on it with my dad. He is in construction, has been his whole life. So he's like a master carpenter and we fixed holes in walls. We painted everything. We fixed trim. We fixed stairs. We fixed carpet. Like I, I got to work on this house with my dad. And that is something that is so cool because growing up, I, my mom kind of had full custody. So I was mostly living with my mom and I would come and visit my dad during the summers and Christmases. But, um, you know, like the father daughter time, uh, I, I got, and it was really special and really cool to, for him and for me. And, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't there in Florida to help me like buy a car and like do that kind of dad stuff. But like his, his master craft is like building shit. So we got, so everywhere I look here, I'm like reminded of my dad and it's just been amazing. <sighs> yes. So here we are now, we're loving it and feeling stable and feeling aligned. And I'm going to get back to alignment in a second, but um, my sister, she was living with us on the compound, which is what we call it. And uh, so she was in a cottage. I was in a cottage. Well, she went through a big transformation herself and her and her fiance, Eben got married and it was the most beautiful wedding. Like it ended up being really tight knit, just like family on the front porch. And it was just gorgeous. And she was gorgeous. He was gorgeous. The whole thing. Now, as she was getting ready for this, I went through a lot of emotions um, because there was a lot of stuff about my wedding 
that was a little tough for me after the fact. Uh, quickly, I don't want to get too far into it, but when we were planning our wedding, I was also getting ready for the Olympia. So cute, crazy person, like all the time. <laughs> and um, kind of just running off of like clenbuterol and caffeine and doing all of these things. Um, and, and it was expensive and it was expensive wedding. Competing is very expensive. And Ian was kind of freaking out and I don't blame him. And I went to the Olympia and I thought I was going to win 35,000 first place, or maybe even 18 second place, like I did the year before. So I thought I was going to walk away from Olympia with a, a big chunk of money to help pay for this wedding. And I didn't, I didn't even get a dollar. I got sixth place. So not only am I not coming back to the Olympia, but I don't have money. And now we have this huge wedding coming up in a month and we're both just super scared and stressed out and don't even want to do any of it. Cause we're so just freaked out at each other, freaked out at the wedding, at this new chapter. And there was a lot from that, that I really had to get over. And I still held on to that up until about a couple months ago. Like it was so tight and I just hated, I wanted to like, I mean, I blamed Ian, unfortunately, because he was freaking out, but honestly, he had every right to, and now I see that. And so my sister planning her wedding and seeing how happy they were planning it was really tough for me. And I was just asking the universe and I was like, please universe, just give me the strength, give me whatever I need in order for me to get over my wedding. So I can be totally happy for my sister. And I wanted to just be her maid of honor and be the big sister that she deserves. But there was so much stuff about my wedding that was like holding me back and just keeping me in its grips and just really, just really making it hard for me. And so one day I was talking to my friend, Erla, who was amazing. And I brought this up to her because it's like the wedding was approaching. My emotions were high and I just wanted this whole thing to just stop. And she, and I told her the story a little bit and she's like, she's like, yeah, you need to forgive Ian for sure for, for some stuff. Um, but I really think that's a cop out and you need to forgive yourself. Gulp, <laughs> like, whoa, um, and then everything started to shift right there in that moment. I started to take responsibility for all of the signs I ignored, all of the like spending and all of the everything. And I just took total responsibility and needed to forgive myself. And it wasn't Ian's fault. I was blaming him for three fucking years and it wasn't his fault at all. It was my fault my fault. I never even saw that coming. And I said some things and I just wanted it to all go away. And, um, she, that healed me. I needed to be forgiven. I needed to forgive myself for spending the money and for not seeing the signs and for being so wrapped up in the Olympia and being up in this larger than life, just feeling and attitude and everything. And it was me that I needed to forgive. So I share that with you. And I know that's like super personal. <laughs> so like, you guys know I'm an open book and I have no problem sharing anything, but I share that because if you're out there and you're blaming the fuck out of somebody for something, I mean, like blaming them, maybe, maybe you need to look in the mirror and look at your part because that is where the healing is. And that's where all the healing is. 
taking responsibility and then forgiving yourself for where you fucked up. And everything went away. All of the feelings, <clears throat> all of the hostility I had, it just melted. And I'm, I don't hold anything against him anymore or myself. And I'm just like, whatever, it was what it was. And it was actually a really beautiful day. And then my sister got married and had her beautiful wedding on the front porch of my parents' house. And it was gorgeous. Yes. So, okay, big personal lesson, but I share that because uh, it was a huge shift for me. And I think that there are other people out there who are probably blaming other people when they need to look at themselves. Yeah. So there's that <laughs> right into my life, right into my story. There you go. Um, okay. So here we are. So aligned. I wanted to talk about being aligned really quick. Alignment. So I started working with Natalie and Natalie Newhart. If you don't follow her, go follow her, join her Patreon, follow Natalie. She's amazing. She's badass, And she's a friend and she's helped me so much. Like, so, and yo, I met her in Colorado and she's like, I used to watch all your videos and all this stuff. And, um, she actually got me turned on to my previous coach, Nicole Spencer, who uh, helped me build Conscious Champion. And she's a great, so I'm just gonna do some shout outs right now. If you need a great business coach to help you grow like your fitness business, Nicole Spencer, organic six-figure fitness business, look her up on Facebook. She is amazing in Instagram. Um, but Natalie, Natalie, Natalie's going through this program right now called Inner Matrix Training. And to be, in order for her to get her like coaching certification and to finish it out, she had to coach a certain amount of people through the 12-week process. Well, she asked if I wanted to be in her program. And I said, yes, because again, remember this is at a time, everything around me was falling, failing, broken, naked, afraid, scared, confused, all of it. And I was like, Natalie, please, yes. Um, and so we started working on the power of vision. And let me just tell you, I have not had a clear vision since I was on the Olympia stage. And that is the goddamn truth. Uh, and I think it's why I've been spinning my wheels for four years. It's September, 2017 was the last time I was on stage. And that was the last time I had a vision of what I wanted. Um, and so she helped me gain a vision back and through the meditation with her. And it's, I'll just give you like a little brief kind of, I don't want to give, you know, all of it away just yet, but, um, we started creating from a place of being. So she was like, all right, pick three words. And those are the words we're going to focus on. So like, what basically, what do you want? What is the feeling that you want in your vision? You don't need to know what your vision is just yet, but what is the way that you want to feel? And so my words were connection peace and freedom, connection to myself, to others, and to the universe in the closest way that I can be connected. Uh, peace, peace with myself and my past and my future and where I'm at and where I'm going. Peace and freedom, freedom from it all, freedom from fear, freedom from physical, like, you know, material, uh, freedom from wondering and uh, just, just freedom, y'all. So those are the words, peace, connection, and freedom. And so then we started to meditate and create a vision. And then a vision came, a vision came and it felt right. And it felt resonated. And this is what it was. And it was kind of short. So I, it was me walking on stage and we were outside. I was walking on stage. I had these really cool, like yoga clothes on. Like I had this, like this little, um, 
like thing that was like flowing. Like I had on, you know, like a tank top and like leggings and then this over thing that was like flowing behind me, real yoga, spiritual flowing. And I'm walking on stage and I'm like waving to everybody. And the people that are sitting that are in my vision were sitting in the grass down below, you know, a little bit on this, I was on the stage and they were just right in front of me. And there was these people sitting crisscross in the grass and I'm walking on stage, introducing this retreat or speaking at it. But I think it was my retreat. I think I was introducing it. And now I had a vision and that was it. That was it. That was the one thing that I got this walking on stage. And, uh, that was the first time I have had a vision since the Olympia. So it's a very big deal for me and something that resonated and felt like me and the direction I want to go. It wasn't real estate. It wasn't health insurance. It was retreats and spirituality and me and, and people. And yes, 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 yes. So if that was the only thing Natalie helped me with, then I would be super grateful, but it's not because the, the presence just keep coming. So I did this benchmark exercise and I recommend this benchmark exercise because even if it's just a brain dump, sometimes you'll start to see reoccurring themes in your benchmark. So benchmarks from like one year, five year, 10 years, 20 years. So I did one, five and 20 years. And, and I wrote like pages, pages and pages of benchmarks. Like I just poured out my heart. And a couple things came out of that for me, which was like my work conditions. Like, how do I want to work and spend my days? And how do I want to meet with people? And I, you know, it'd be really dope if like 75% of it was online coaching, speaking, podcasting, creating. I like to be at home. I'm a homebody. I'm a cancer. That is what I like. I like my little space here. Okay. And I like to be home with my dogs. And when I traveled with bodybuilding, that was something that was kind of tough for me. It was like leaving them like once a month was like tough. Um, Okay, so work at home most of the time and then 25% of the time, be out there in the world, hosting retreats, going to events, meeting with people, being out in the world, um, doing interviews, doing lectures, podcasts, stuff like that. So, okay, so I figured that out. And also in the writing, I figured out the way that I wanna serve. And this is also very exciting. This is coming from somebody who had no clarity, no direction, and, and this is very exciting. So what I want to, I want to work with people on a spiritual level. And, and I thought about this one day in the kitchen and I was like, okay, so like not everybody wants to lose weight or compete. Not everybody wants to buy a house or health insurance, but everybody, everybody has a spirit and that's the level I want to work on. And how I do that, I don't know, but that is the epiphany I had. And that feels so good and so right for me because I want to go soul to soul with people. I'm not here to talk about the weather and I'm not here to talk about termites and home inspections and mortgages. I want to help you get connected. Yeah. So, okay. So the huge epiphany, right? Um, and this is the last little thing I'll share from that benchmark exercise, which was I kept writing and I wrote it a little bit differently each benchmark, but basically the work I do on me is the work I do on them. The healing I do on me is the healing I do on them. The more that I can increase my vibration, the more that I can help others increase their vibration. And that 
is just everything because now, now I know where I want to go. And now I know my first job and that is to work on my fucking self. And that is something that I have not done for a very, very long time. And I've been trying to serve and, and help and save the world and get out there and do this and do this and, and heal others and be there for and coach and do all this stuff without really diving into the depths of me. I mean, I have been in some ways, but I mean, uncovering, like, where are those fears coming from and those limiting beliefs? And where does like my want for impact come from? Um, what are my traumas and my hangups and my obstacles that I'm putting in my, in my habits and my addictions? Like I need to go through this stuff so that I can help and pull people up with me. Uh, and, and that is just clarity, right? So I want to work with the spirit and job number one is me get into my own spirit and serve my damn self before I'm out there trying to save the world. Cause I do believe that's what I'm here to do, not save the world, but like, Oh, help wake people up and hold the flashlight for people, but I have to do it for myself first. And that's great. And that's so exciting. Um, and I say that I also want to share this because if there's some of you out there, maybe this is resonating with you and maybe it's time for you to work on you for the first time, maybe in your whole life, go into the depths of you and get connected to you, get connected to the universe, get connected to everything around you in a totally different way. And that's what I'm about. And that's what I'm going to do. So Natalie Newhart, follow her. She was in the CrossFit Games. She has helped me so fucking much. And she's a friend and a fellow badass. And I just love her. And I love the people in my life. So, okay. So, okay. So to present day, like a month ago, I start planning these trips. So what am I going to do to heal myself? So I book uh, an ayahuasca retreat. I'm going to go to, I was going to go to Mexico and uh, go to ayahuasca because I believe in psychedelics and I believe in the spirit of mother earth being in that plant. And if there's anybody that I want instructions from, it's mother earth. So I started to book the retreat and was about to put my deposit in. It turns out the shaman who's a friend uh, needs like back surgery immediately, which means she's not doing ceremony. She won't be for a little while. Um, and I just found this out like three days ago. So that's out. And other ayahuasca retreats I've looked at are kind of like a year booked out. So they're not like right around the corner. Um, and then I also, in the time of this, I applied for Fit for Service. And if you don't know what that is, I don't know if you know who Aubrey Marcus is, but he has a podcast. He formulated this supplement called On It, which is a brain nootropic, and it's pretty dope. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's really cool. He talks about, um, you know, plant medicine, which I'm into. He's kind of like a like a mentor, but he doesn't know it. The vibration that he brings to to social media is what I want to do. So he talks about you know fitness and fighting and basketball, and he talks about uh, plant medicine and ayahuasca and doing these deep journeys. And so I really resonated with him because I'm like, okay, he's doing it. He's out there talking about it. And like, he doesn't give a fuck what society has to say about plant medicine or being in the whatever. So like, I really looked up to him and he he's educated and the people that he has on his show are really good and, and also educated. So it's not just like 
people tripping out talking about this and that. And it's like, no, this is actually like brain science, like DMT and brain science, or like his ayahuasca journey goes through that with like a psychologist. So it's very the way I want to go. So I discovered he has this thing called fit for service. And it basically helps you become fit for service, which is kind of like the the direction I want to go. Right. So I need to get myself fit, heal myself so that I can step out into the world and serve in the best, most highest way possible. So I applied for fit for service and I wrote this application and then I sent in this email or sent in this video and I like poured out my heart. And I was like, you guys, I need to find my tribe. Like I need to, I need to be around other people who are doing and talking about these things because if we need community, satsang is the future. Truth, satsang is like truth, satsang is a companion. So like truth companion. So we need to come together and, and I need people who are further along the path than me to start to show me and pull me up and teach me and mentor me. And like two days ago, I got accepted. And I don't think everybody gets accepted because you have to apply and like be, so I get accepted. I'm in, I'm going, and I'm going to Sedona in October, Sedona, Arizona, which is like, I've always freaking wanted to go there because it's like the energy awesomeness, like trees grow in spiral vortexes because of the energy. Um, And that's where the summit is in October. So although the ayahuasca retreat didn't happen this time, Fit for Service did. And it's basically a self-transformation journey and you work with coaches and you go to the summit um, and you're challenged physically, which I like because I need a little bit of a physical challenge these days, Um, financially fit, spiritually fit, romantically fit. So all of the ways that you can become fit in order to get out there and serve the world and be your highest self. So if you guys want to apply, check it out. It's fit for service. Um, I'll be there and I'll I'll be becoming even more fit so I can come on here and serve. So yeah, there's just been... um, you know, a lot of break, breaking down, breaking through, becoming, and now, you know, being almost like a year on the other side of all this, um, I can see why those things had to fall away for a little while. Uh, and it was perfect. It was perfect. And I freaking brought it on myself. And you know why I think I brought it on myself is because I wrote before I left Colorado, I wrote this outline for a spirituality course. And the spirituality course will be launched soon. I'm in the process of building it and becoming it right now, but be on the lookout because it's going to be so awesome. It's basically going to, we're going to dive into your connection with yourself, your connection with other people and your connection with the universe. And we're going to do that through a little bit of self-introspection, but I'm also going to bring you through a journey of like, what is all this spiritual stuff? Like, what is energy? What is tarot cards? What is uh, Buddhism? What is Hinduism? Who is Jesus? Like, what is this dude about? Uh, And kind of just show you that there are a ton of different ways to get to the same place. And I just want to shed the light and teach and bring on awesome guest speakers and just turn everybody on to a spiritual way of being. Because the truth is we are human beings. We're human, yes, but we're also spiritual beings. And to dishonor both of them or either to dishonor one of them or both of them, you're totally missing out on life. And I can say that confidently because Uh, I have been focused on one thing really heavily, like my physical appearance, my, my body, my humanness, 
And then I quit and was really focused on the spiritualness and just didn't work out and didn't care about this meat suit I was in. Um, but now there's this, there's a spot in the middle where I'm realizing that my soul is in my body and I need a healthy body to carry out my soul's purpose. And, you know, so I want to shed light on the, the human beings that we are living a spiritual experience or something like that. Uh, I want to bring it together. And so that's what the, the course is going to be about. And I'm like super freaking pumped about it. But I say all that to say, I wrote this outline and then the universe gave me all of this shit to go through all of this whole year of uncovering and unraveling and losing this and losing that and questioning and going through real estate and figuring out my intuition. And like, I had to go through all of these things so that I could lead this course. And I almost wrote that outline feeling like it was a little big for my britches. Um, and then I got slapped around a little bit by life in the universe. And now here I am. And I feel pretty confident that I could lead something like that. I actually feel very excited that I could lead something like that because, um, yeah, I've been through it. Yeah. And not just this, but before that, you guys know, it's just been like the roller coaster of Danny and I'm just here to do whatever. So yeah. So that had to happen because there's a spirituality course that's coming. Something else that is coming up, um, actually at the end of this month, at the end of August is I'm running another conscious champion course. And if you don't know what conscious champion is, we, I had two groups go through. So it's a 12 week course and we meet once a week and it is a contest prep masterclass that basically connects the body to the mind and the spirit of bodybuilding. So, oh my gosh. And it's so great. Like I have such good friends from this now. I got guest speakers on. I had psychologists come on. I had contest prep coaches, posing coaches, astrologers, um, energy healers. So I, I basically mix the bodybuilding world with the spiritual world and the mindset. I had my mindset coach come on. Um, and so we mix these worlds and I help create conscious champions out there because bodybuilding is so much more than muscles. It can be the most beautiful teacher that you've ever seen in your life and ever learned from. It's a master and bodybuilding is a martial art. It's an art form. Um, and it's not just lifting weights and putting on a tan and oil and getting up there and winning shit. So, you know, in the course, I, I have 90 videos of me talking and it's basically everything from like, why do you want to compete all the way down to like post-show blues and like life after bodybuilding. And it's something that is so special and so near and dear to my heart. And if you're listening to this and you want to join in any way, shape or form, please contact me. It's my baby. Um, and it's affordable and it's, uh, transformational. It'll help you look at yourself, bodybuilding in the universe in a totally different way. I want to open you up to the universe and spirituality, but has bought with bodybuilding as the example. And you guys know that you need to have a certain level of belief and trust, and you have to go into sort of a mindset. And there's, there's an, I can tell you right now, whatever level you're on, there is another level. And I promise you, I promise you there's another level. And if you, I feel like you might probably know that there's another level. And if you want to know how to get there, I can help you because I've been there. I've been there. I've done the work. This is something I consider myself an actual expert at, a master maybe even. Um, you know, nine years of bodybuilding and being on the Olympia stage three times, uh, losing my way to the top, 
discovering the universe on the way up and going through all of the trials and tribulations. And I share everything. Like you think I'm an open book now? Wait till you get into that course. You're going to learn a lot more about your girl. (laughs) Um, But I say that because uh, I'm not the only one with self-sabotage and addictions and things like that that need to be worked through. Um, So yeah, Conscious Champion, check it out. Contact me. It's my baby. And we have another one running very soon. Um, so that is where I am. I'm teaching yoga at a place here in Hyannis called Evoke Yoga and Meditation. And it's really cool to be back in a class and teaching again. I'm getting better at public speaking. I'm getting more comfortable in front of people. I'm getting more comfortable with energy and music and all the stuff that comes with that. And being a yoga teacher is something that's very special to me and something I don't take lightly. Um, if I'm not in a good space, I don't really feel like I should be teaching yoga because people come into a class for you to hold space and to bring them to a certain level of vibration. And if you think that's a little uh, much, I really don't think it is because you never know who's walking into your class. You never know what kind of day or month that they've had, what kind of grief or loss that they've had. And if you're in there with your own bullshit that you can't get past, you're doing no one a service, but getting paid $30 and you're not even in good vibration and you're not even helping people. Uh, and yoga is, is so much more than just the money and getting paid because you don't you don't really make a lot as a yoga teacher because that's not what it's about. It's about service and it's about holding space and being there for your students and lifting them. And yeah, so I'm teaching yoga and I'm so pumped up about it. And there might be uh, like online Zoom. I did Zoom yoga over, over COVID and I might bring it back because that gives me the chance to practice with people in the UK, shout out to my friend Lee, um, and practicing people all over the globe. So uh, Zoom yoga will be a thing, be on the lookout. Um, So that is kind of what's going on. Conscious Champions coming up, the podcast is happening. I'm here recording it. I have a, a, a new camera and I have a microphone, which you see right here. And yeah, so I'm here. And this card is the one that has been staring at me for a little while and In so many ways, Um, this is how I'm going to end the podcast today. It says it's diamond tiger of the black moon and second chances bring success, it says at the bottom. And what's beautiful about this is in in so many ways, I am getting a second chance. how my Instagram got hacked a little, a uh, couple days ago. So I, I felt all the feelings of losing that and like, whoa, okay. Whoa. Years of content and pictures and messages and the DMS from people. And, 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 um, and I recovered it, but there again, a second chance brings success. And I feel like this is kind of my second chance, uh, at podcasting, at shedding light, at becoming, at becoming, becoming, becoming my higher self. And, uh, Yeah, and there's this thing called the hero's journey that I have been looking at a little bit, hearing a little bit about, and it's resonating. And everybody out there has a hero's journey. Maybe it looks a little bit different because we're all here to do our own unique expression of things, but I think we all have our, our hero's journey. And I think mine has something to do with podcasting and with social media. And um, the hero's journey is about you get the call and you answer it, but then you back away. 
And then the call is still there. It's nagging. It's like something that you just can't ignore. And so you answer it again. And then you get hit with uh, a little bit of a roadblock or like a, a gatekeeper, a test, sort of like you're getting ready, you're excited to go on a trip and you get a flat tire. What are you going to do? Are you going to turn around and go home? Or are you going to fix your tire and keep going? And so for me, the Instagram hack was kind of a flat tire. It didn't feel good. Uh, it felt like, oh my God, as soon as I make a post about Conscious Champion and my podcast, now I can't get into anything and they're threatening to delete my Instagram and I need to give them money and they changed my path, everything. Um, and for me, that was my flat tire. But what did I do with it? I fixed it. I recovered my stuff back and now I'm here recording and I'm a little bit stronger because I got hacked and I was reminded how much I love my tribe and it's not about the followers. It's about the one-on-one -on -one connections that I make in my DMs. It's about the comments that I see and the names that I recognize. And then the friends that I've been following, the friends that I have now who are like started following me through bodybuilding and now they're people that I talk to daily. So, you know, lessons from the hacker. Thank you. Um, and yeah, lessons from the hero's journey and from the diamond tiger of the black moon, second chances bring success. And here's another card I pulled the other day. I pulled these with my, I'm just going to show you guys whatever, fuck it. I pulled these with my little niece. We were here playing in my spirit space and she is the only, she's 12. She's the only person that gets excited about my spirit space as much as I do. So we both pulled cards. We, I brought out all my decks. So she pulled a card from her deck and I pulled a card from my deck and we just went, you know, back and forth and just each pulled the card. So that was the first one we pulled. Second one was uh, I am, I am affirmations true to myself and my soul's purpose. The next one I pulled was door. So a door is opening. And that might be another full moon that's there in the background. So moon, I'm ruled, my cancers are ruled by the moon. So that's a very big sign for me. Enthusiasm. I have a ton of enthusiasm for this path and this, my soul's purpose and the spirit and energy and you guys and everything. I am enthusiastic as brick right now. Um, trust the flow. How beautiful is this card, by the way? Trust the flow. And the world is down there behind her and the universe is up here above her. Similar, very similar to some of my meditations. And this one I've had for a while. And I got this when I was with the Abundance Project doing Juice Plus stuff. And this was the card that I had and looked at every day. And it says, the universe is always conspiring to support me, guide me, and lead me compassionately towards the highest good. So that one is there, but this... um. Second chances bring success. This is sort of my mantra for right now. So that is pretty much what I've got to say. And through all of that, you know, I just want to leave you guys with uh, something. And that is, even if you think that everything around you is falling apart, it very well may be, but it's for your highest good. It's for your breakthrough, not your breakdown. And you're not a puzzle that needs to be put back together. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. You're in a state of becoming. And I hope that you can rest assured in that. And um, a mantra that's really helped me is what will be 
will be for me. And there's so much peace and trust in that. What will be, will be for me. And that just, you know, let go of control, let the universe take the reins and trust fall because it's going to be okay. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. All right. Well, I will. I love you. And welcome back, self, and welcome back, Light Tribe. Please contact me if you have any suggestions or want me to talk to or talk or interview anybody. I'm open. And uh, I love you all. Have a wonderful night, day. Just be wonderful. Peace and love.